Good morning, everyone. This is Shim the Keys bartender coming to you from Key Largo. How are we doing? It was a interesting weekend for everyone. I hope it was. I, I'm just assuming it was an interesting weekend. It should be an interesting weekend, hopefully. You've had the opportunity to make it an interesting weekend. I worked all weekend. You ever hear the people say, hey, happy Friday. Well, Friday's my Monday. And I don't consider it that bad. Monday's being that bad. So right now I'm looking ahead. Maybe about 12 hours worth of work. I don't hate going into work. It's my Friday. I have off Tuesday until Wednesday night. So I enjoy it. I have a lot of things I have to do. It's not necessarily all you know, lazing about in the hammock outside or on the water or rollerblading. Does anybody fucking rollerblade anymore? I don't know. Uh, years ago, we used to have these people that came in these kind of scooters that would um, you sway back and forth to use, kind of like on a serpentine, these things that people would use. I, it was weird to... It was just one of those crazes, I guess. You don't see them as much. There were three-year, uh, three-year, three-wheel scooter with two wheels in the back, one in the front, and people would uh, sway left to right, and it would impel them forward. I don't know. But we have a lot of people down. I said that before. We have a lot of uh, certain people down. Meaning we don't have a lot of foreign tourists, obviously because of everything that's going on. We don't have a lot of people from other countries. I mean, I'm sure there's some countries where they can get in and things like that. And when Americans have to travel abroad, a lot of times they have to quarantine. And it's still the impression, it seems, that for a certain segment of society, when they come down here, they think Florida's like wide open. So... Because of our governor, you, you can do whatever, pretty much whatever you want. Which, you know, I can understand from a business standpoint. If you just allow people to do whatever they want, they feel more free. But there's a reason why we don't allow everyone to do exactly what they want. Right? It's like riding in a car without your seat belts and not putting kids in a car seat. I mean, there's certain libertarian sensibilities that don't necessarily make a lot of sense, like elevators. You don't want to have people put in unregulated elevators into skyscrapers. Right? Do you want to take that lottery chance of one in 1,000 trips that is going to, well, they don't really regulate the elevator industry here so there's a possibility it'll take us right to the floor we want or there's a possibility we could plummet to our death or the meatpacking industry not having that regulated making sure there's not certain things that go into sausage or spam or whatever which is pretty much almost fucking everything goes into spam or my favorite from my neck of the woods which is scrapple I don't really want to know what it is, but I want it to be somewhat regulated because I don't want them to throw everything in. Right? You don't need to send, you have to clean clean out certain parts of the entrail that have fecal matter. Otherwise, 
you could get seriously ill. And well, there's certain there is a libertarian view to eating oysters, right? There's a possibility that when you're eating oysters, you can become very ill. That's why at a lot of restaurants you'll see a disclaimer: eating shellfish could be bad for your health in young pregnant ladies. Just like on a cigarettes, on cigarettes, you'd have to you have to be somewhat careful, and that's why you have speed restrictions on highways. Except maybe out in the Netherlands, out in the Midwest, where there's for miles and miles, there's anybody they may have it. According to road conditions, you could travel whatever you want, but you don't want to necessarily people going 100 miles an hour down your local thoroughfares and have your kids walk across the street. School buses, right? School buses, you have to stop when school bus stops. and uh, So not everything. So there's one thing we ask people. We don't ask people to quarantine when they come to Florida, uh, especially Monroe County. There's not all the counties that are staying, but in Monroe County... When you come to Monroe County, if you go inside to uh, a restaurant or a store, and a lot of stores, private businesses do this too, they ask you to wear a mask. And because it's a private business, they can, and actually even government buildings require you to do that down here, state government buildings. So I don't know why private business wouldn't. So it would be their choice whether they serve you. So there's a libertarian point of view from your um, not discriminating against you on the basis of race, lifestyle, religion, creed, whatever, but on public health. That's where you get the shoes and the shirts and the pants. You say, well, I don't like women. I just wear it till you get to the table. It doesn't make any sense. And they come out the thing. That's like having a no peeing section of the pool. Well, it's just that if you're going to pee in the pool, it's going to be the most pee is going to be right around you for some of these people. It's like if you decide to shit in the pool, most shit's going to be, constant. highest concentration will be where you are. Eventually, that'll spread itself out. And when it comes to the coronavirus, it's near you that you're most likely, if you're asymptomatic. I'm hoping that there's nobody that's symptomatic that's going out. That's just careless. Well, that's enough of that. I'm not talking about that anymore. I have people that come in. I had a supposed last night. And I don't want to get, I don't, like I said, people aren't always at their best after they traveled. They're not, I don't expect them, to, everyone to be saints and be mm-hmm. at their best. I certainly am not at my best all at all times. And a young woman and a not-so-young man come in. I carted the young woman. Later on, they say they were just married. Uh, she looked like she was... They, he looked like he was a music teacher at a high school. And she looked a bit like she was the um, a sophomore who played the flute. And no pun intended... I'm just saying, he looked like one of those guys that just grabbed one of his students and decided to come down to Key West. But she had a driver's license that said she was 29, and he was in his 30s. And I'm looking at her and I said, there's definitely like 15, 16 years separating these two people at least. 
but they came in and said they were recently married and they were at the bar. He was on a bar stool and she went and sat on, sat on his lap. She was a little tiny thing. And they, you know, making out a little. And, you know, since, they, you know, I was going to say they said they were newlyweds and stuff like that. But I'm, I'm thinking they're not, unless they went, met like the week before and then got married. Newlyweds, i never seen newlyweds weds act that way. I've seen people in their first couple weeks of dating behave that way. But, and she certainly was possessed of time. And then she got a little, they were, they were a little snippy. She was a little snippy in the beginning, and I kept on, she's getting pissed off. She got pissed off because I asked him to put on a mask, and then she got pissed off because I carded her. And then, you know, I guess we set it off into the thing, and then he started to say, isn't she beautiful? And I'm like, oh, she's very attractive, and you're a very lucky man. And I guess I didn't pay enough homage to her beauty. She was cute. She was certainly cute, but I also factor in attitude when I measure a woman's beauty, and that kind of knocked a couple points off for me, her attitude, and uh, I can honestly say she was cute. I think cute without that stuff, but, and then she got a little pissier and pissier as the night went on, and mentioned some when I told him I said well we're closing the bar and stuff like that and after 10 o'clock we have the right you know we, we do that you know people would just stay you'd get like one or two people just hanging out and drinking and they want to stay till 2 o'clock it's not like we got a big crowd down here right I mean pretty a lot of bartenders would do that if you if you're open till 2 you're open to 2 but you know that's the thing there's not a late crowd in Key Largo, and they only go to a couple different places. So, afterwards, you want to have another drink, and I said, ah, there's other places open, so I want to buy another drink. Well, it took you about 45 minutes to finish the last one. You know, how about we just call it quits, and if you really want another drink, there's a bunch of bars in the area, and if you don't want to drive there, there's taxis and all that stuff. So we left it at that. And then she called somebody an asshole, and then, then the, that person said, you got to leave now. And I looked at the person. I said, you got five seconds to leave. Go out that door. And the guy hightailed it. The guy hightailed it with the girl. She wanted to stay around and write some more checks that that guy didn't want to use his ass to pay for. And he went out the door. That was the end of my weekend. But... There's always redemption for people like that, right? And there's always redemption for yourself. When I say redemption, I'm not talking about religious means about going and begging for forgiveness. You can do that. There's nothing wrong with that. Whatever floats your boat. But it's really important to know you don't have to behave that way. I've gotten into moods where I go down this road. It's it's like going down the road, behavior. And you, you've all seen the analogy or heard the analogy. You got the right way of behaving, and then you have the wrong way of behaving. And the wrong way of behaving is like a fork in the road and takes you further, further, further from that line. That's the real you. The understanding, the polite, the... Uh, I don't like thinking that way. I don't like behaving that way. But then that road you take can get you down there and the more you behave a certain way the way the more you behave angrily 
and returning abuse for abuse, the more easy it is to stay on that road and not to come back. It's easy right right in the beginning. It's easier to stop than at the end because you could go way off from where you're from. And when I screw up, I meant to say, I apologize. I forgot myself. I wasn't as friendly as I should have been. And understanding you must have had a really long flight or long ride. And that's that's all I have to say. I don't have to say I'm sorry, you must have a very long journey and and, and this. And I'm not I'm not going to say then that's the reason why you're behaving this way. Because once I say that, it's accusatory and go back to confrontation again. I try to get away from the confrontation to say, and some of my very good friends now, I have these two brothers, Steve and Greg, from upstate New York. They're old, older guys, a couple years older than me. And the first time I met the guy, Greg, we, he was, he's a little louder, an extrovert, much like myself, different style. But he came in, and we started ramping up tit for tat. You know, what do you mean by that? You know, and I said, well, I mean, you're being rude, blah, 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 blah. And it's amping up, amping up. And it could have turned into something physical. And then I just go, you know what? My name is Jim. And I put my hand out. And he took it. He took it. And he goes, I'm, you know, Greg. And and we ended up friends ever since. He sounds gruff and all that stuff, but he's not like that. And he's very polite to people. I never understand it when people that aren't polite from the get-go. And I, I guess there's, I'm trying to figure out how to do it in this new way, how to tell people or ask people. I said tell, so that could probably be tipping my hand to the reason why it's not being accepted that way. Asking people say, listen, I'm sorry, but, you know, when you apologize, when you ask someone and you apologize in the beginning, sometimes it's too weak. And you go, excuse me, but we require a mask when people enter the restaurant until you get to the place where you're seated and whenever you get up. So you're not walking by people. And I understand the people making the analogy about the, the pool thing, but what you're doing is you're not peeing in their part of the pool. And by the time the pee gets to them, it's diluted. So if you're standing right next to someone and you pee in a pool, they'll feel something. If it's a cool pool, they're going to feel a warm sensation wash over them. A warm, golden sensation. So that's all we're asking. And I'm done with that. On to other things, though. The title of the show is called Keys Bartender. I never talk about making any fucking drinks. And today, as I was preparing to do the podcast, I was thinking about some of the things people ask me. You say, you know, people go, oh, you know, if they see me making, they're sitting at the bar, and they see me making an old-fashioned, oh, you know how to make old-fashions. And I'm like, well, yeah, I know how to make old-fashioned. And this lady, this weekend, this lady and her husband, the lady owned a bar. She says, I'm from Wisconsin. And that I'm going to judge you on how make you, you make your old-fashioned. And immediately my hackles went up when you heard that I'm going to judge you. 
Like, who the fuck are you to judge me? Everyone has their own own style of making things. And I thought in my head, yes, I understand this lady had a couple drinks, so her judgment isn't so good. So I better just say, okay, whatever. I say, you know, we everyone does have their own style of making things. There's classic. There's like the Mr. Boston Bartender's Guide bartending. Or there's the craft cocktail. I make my fucking own bitters from blood orange rinds, wormwood, and ginseng. Yeah, there's all different types of bartenders. There's ham and eggs. There's corner bar bartending. Uh, there's really high-end Manhattan in bartending where they make probably make a fucking awesome Manhattan in Manhattan but martinis and things like that and everyone it's funny when someone comes in and they say well I know how I like my drink and I say well that's great if you could share it with someone maybe other people can know how you like your drink like it's just that way as if you wanted a Bay Breeze. I want a vodka Bay Breeze. You know, for me, a Bay Breeze is vodka, pineapple, and cranberry. And there's another one called a Sea Breeze. It's vodka, grapefruit, and cranberry. And that's it. And there's all different. There's sex on the beach. There's an accept, accepted one like that. Uh, iced tea. Long Island iced tea. When I, which... I think Long Island iced tea just denotes that there's alcohol in it. Not that there's all different types of alcoholic iced teas. There are alcohol fortified teas. I understand that. So Long Island iced tea is vodka, gin, rum, tequila, triple sec, Coke, sour mix. And everyone has a little twist after that. Some people use a gold tequila other people use a white tequila. That's it. And there's Manhattans. I'm going to go... The pure Manhattan used to be just whiskey and sweet vermouth. And, depending on the person, a dash of bitters. And now, obviously, there's a cherry in there. That's it. It's either on the rocks or it's straight up. You can have it dry Manhattan. And if it's a dry Manhattan, it gets a lemon twist. And a lot of Manhattans are... I mean, Manhattan's one of the few drinks on the, in the martini family where they could 50% on the rocks, 50% are up. And... Uh, the dry Manhattan, you get dry vermouth, you can put an orange, um, not orange peel, you put a lemon peel. Or a perfect Manhattan. Tricky. Because a perfect Manhattan, you have both sweet and dry vermouth in. I am always stingy on the dry vermouth. Be stingy first. I try to be stingy on, that, uh, on those additives because you can always add more. And it's virtually the only way to make it better when you put too much in is to add more of the main liquor. And then all of a sudden you got a trouble. You got a person go, you don't know how to make a lucky Manhattan. You know? An old-fashioned. That's what she was, uh, the lady was suggesting, how to make an old-fashioned. 
and she saw me going for the simple syrup. Yeah, I use simple syrup in, in an old fashioned. Normally, it used to be a sugar cube. A sugar cube. That's the old school one. But who the fuck has sugar cubes and stuff like that? I mean, some people do. Obviously, there's people that probably someone with like a silver, the little silver box next to their bar. The craft bartender has a little tongs that picks up this little fucking tiny sugar cube and put it in, in the glass. And they put the orange in the glass. And they put the cherry. And then the bitters onto the sugar cube and the orange and the cherry. And you muddle the orange and the cherry. And then add your whiskey of choice. And a splash of cups. Now this is all on the rocks. Almost all, almost all old fashions are on the rocks. There's a possibility you can you probably the possibility you can do it up, but almost every old fashioned I've seen was on the rocks. And that's that's it. So judging someone how they make it, some people, just like a a, a martini, 007 had a fucked up thing where he throws lilay in it and gin and vodka and Gordon's. Remember, if you watch Casino Royale, I think he asked for Gordon's gin. Gordon's gin is kind of a basic, yeah, your basic gin. So there's all different types. You know, we have people that come in, they all have different drinks, and they ask me, oh, can you make this fire and ice? Fire and ice. I forgot what fire and ice is. Something else is in it. It's, it's Fireball and some other liquor. And it's usually someplace they did a really good job of promoting these things. And I imagine Fire and Ice, if it's promoted by a distillery, they're using both the products. Or it could be a distributor. But everyone has their own recipes and are all very productive. Protect, uh, protective of them and very I want to call them xenophobic like Hi, I'm the greatest bartender I know how to make these drinks no everyone has their own skill there are different levels of bartending there's the tomfoolery bullshit bartending where people are flipping bottles and singing songs and doing this stuff and all fucking acting they don't put out a ton of drinks I mean, they can make maybe 20 shots at one time real quick, all the same shots, but try to make try to make like seven different drinks and do them in the right order and do it for the right, you know, like there's some shakers. When you're using, when you're making a sea breeze and a bay breeze, if you have to have them shake it, if they want them shaken, then you could do it one after the other because you're doing vodka and pineapple and stuff like that. It's not going to ruin it. You know, or... If you're going to do a top shelf margarita and then a regular margarita, you can do the top shelf margarita. Then even save, if you're doing it upper, and you can even save the ice from the top shelf margarita and make the regular margarita with it in the same shaking glass because no one's going to complain that they have better, the residue is a top shelf residue. You don't want to do it the other way around. It's just common sense. Like blended drinks. If you're going to do a pina colada, then you, you want to do a strawberry colada afterwards because of the color. You don't want to end up with a pink colada. 
common sense things. A lot of times showboat bartenders don't understand. And there is a place for showboat bartenders. I grew up doing banquet bartender. It's just volume, fucking volume. You get your drinks out. Boom, 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 boom. What do you want? What do you want? That's an open bar bartender. Open bar bartender is great. You got to watch out though. Because sometimes people are picking up drinks for them and you know, all of a sudden you see someone fucking sliding out of their chair. You know, like Plastic Man. Fucking right onto the ground to a fucking puddle. <clears throat> and there's other people, you know, never... They, they just keep coming in and coming up for their drinks since it's an open bar and they'll just say, well, listen, uh, my liver is going to get a fucking workout today. And then you got your... Bars where, the speed bars where you had, uh, in college, I had a waitresses. I used to have four or five cocktail waitresses at my service area. And I had a small area bar that I had to service to. There were four bartenders behind this one bar. And the one, there was another service bar on the other end. And there were two guys. There was another service bar on the other end of the bar. And there were two guys just handling the main bar. And uh, yes, that was speed too. You get a, we get a ticket. They do a call drink. They do hit 12, 13 drinks. So they write them down. That was nice. Now, where I work, it's call. And I can handle maybe five drinks at one time because I also have people at the bar yelling, asking me for things. And then I have the phone ringing. So, once you tell me two sets of drinks and the phone rings and someone asks me for something, what someone asked me just like five seconds ago was gone. It's out of my head. It's just the way it is. And so, great bartender or not, you're going to do what you're going to do. And you're going to make the drink exactly, you should make the drink exactly the way the person said they want it. There's one exception when people say, I want a big glass of bourbon. Well, for me, a big glass of bourbon will be no more than two and a half to three ounces of bourbon. That's it. If you give anything more to someone like that, then you're... You're, you've already overserved them. They drink that. Almost any size person, when they drink like something like that, they they walk out, get in their car, they get stopped in ten minutes. They're legally drunk, and you're liable. So I don't always give people exactly what they want, and we all know they make the they make a little wrong decision when they do that thing. When they do that thing where they're drinking and all of a sudden they're, all their inhibitions go away and say, well, listen, I'm supposed to be doing this. This is when I'm on vacation. This is what the key's all about. I don't want to wear a fucking mask. Oh, I don't have to keep my top on if I don't want. A lot of the girls that take their tops off and stuff like that, they really aren't the kind of girls you want them to take their top off. I'm sorry to say that. There's very few... I mean, for the guys, there's not a commensurate thing. The guys actually shouldn't be pulling their shirts down too often either. Because some of the boobies are about the same size. Same consistency too, the saggy boobies. I don't want to see them. I really, even the good one, I really don't want to see. 
because you really don't have time to appreciate it. It's just like if you see a really nice boob, it's like you're going to see the Mona Lisa, but you only get to see the Mona Lisa for two seconds. Oh, here's the Mona Lisa. I got the Mona. I got a real Mona Lisa, but you only have to look at it for two seconds. No, I don't want to see it. I don't want one potato chip. I don't want a half a cookie. If you're going to show me, leave it there for a second so I can take a look. And if it's not something I want to look at, I'm going to look away and cover my eyes and look through it through my fingers. Uh, thank you. Are you ready to put that thing away? Yeah. Well, I'm getting ready for a busy week. Last week was an incredibly busy week. And I did mention that I did my first signing. I also was working on my marketing material. Marketing material is very important uh, for, I guess, for almost everyone, right? What are you going to do? What do you do? And what symbols do you want to use? It's always a struggle for me because I want to get out marketing material quicker. I want, when I talk about marketing material, I'm just talking about business cards because you're going to want to talk to someone. I'm going to drop in my business card. There's my phone number. Give me a call. There's my website. There's my email address. Oh, what does he do now? Oh, that's what he does. Loan signing agent. Excuse me one moment. So, I come up. I get the first one. I want to do... The first one is cheesy, and I bought 100 cards. It's cheesy, and I really don't want to use them, but I'm going to use them because it has my name and number on it. I'm saying, listen, I apologize for the cards... This is what I came up with right away. I'm going to, this fast and dirty, hand them out. This is what I am. The second cards are going to be better. So what I'll probably do is drop off the first card and then go and give them the second card. And I came up with a little nice design. I got a conch shell. And it's a picture of a 15,000-year-old conch shell. Or maybe even a hundred, half a million years old conch shell. And... I figured that'd be good for the Keys Notary. I have that right in. I'm the Keys Bartender, right? I use Keys a lot. But I always use it in every branding that I use down here because I want people to know where I'm from and where I service. I never understand what people... I could have just said Haran's Notary. Haran's Notary Service. Well, all that tells someone is someone named Haran is going to notarize something. What I want people to do when they look at it, say, oh, this guy's in the keys. And I put a subnote, I put the upper, serving the upper keys. I've, I figure I got the name, I'm going to do it, I'm going to use that. Now I know I may get calls from people in Key West, do you service Key West? I go, no. I don't service Key West. Now I could service Key West, but then. There's really not a billing solution for that where you can go, I can go and spend two, two and a half, three hours going each way <coughs> to do something for not being able to increase the charge, the travel charge. I might be able to, who knows? I got to find that out. Because the keys are unique when it comes to, for this area or something, very pricey down here. It's pricey to live down here, so the cost of living goes up, so the price of services go up. So taxis, food, restaurants, drinks, it's all higher. If you go to like a place in Florida City, 
Let's say a bar in Florida City and order a drink. The price is significantly different than you get from a bar you go on Duval Street in Key West. It's like drinking in Manhattan versus drinking in Staten Island. It's like buying an apartment in San Francisco or buy, you know, buying, renting an apartment in San Francisco or renting an apartment in Sacramento or Oakland. Different cost of living. Going to Paris or going to Lisbon, Portugal. Paris, France or Lisbon, Portugal. You could probably get a hotel room for about a third of the price as you would in Paris. Just a different cost. People say same thing, different cost depending on where you are because of the cost of living. So how do I get there from branding? So I'm doing my branding. And I order the first 100 cards. Then I get the second 100 cards. I hope they're like a week apart because I'm just going to spread those first cards out like crap. But maybe that first cards is just have when someone asks, I just have to have it and say, here's my card, here's my card, here's my card. And just leave it as that. And just keep them as backup. But I never use up my backup cards. I had cards for four different businesses. I had, let's see, delivery for the keys. And I did delivery for the keys. And then I got for some kind of the transportation company. And then Keys Baby Rentals. Keys Baby Rentals. We don't rent babies. That was my best branding one. Had a picture of a stork carrying a crib. You know, instead of a baby. And, you know, and underneath said, we do not rent babies. I loved that one. That was my best. I kind of stole that from Lonesome Dove. Lonesome Dove was a, a Western from the late 80s, early 90s with Robert DeVal and Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, and these guys were driving cattle from Texas up to Montana territory in the late 1800s and on the back of their stagecoach or wagon they had a little thing that says uh, they had, had written something in Latin and underneath it says we do not rent pigs I love that I love that saying we do not rent pigs I don't know why I did so this the last attempt I got I got my, it takes me about a week or two, and I don't know why I don't wait a week or two. Why can't I just wait a week or two, get my marketing material together, but I just go willy-nilly, put out a card with my name on it, with a little certification symbol on one side, and it looks cheesy. And they say, man, if I put this out, then I'm going to wait. If I put this one out, I'm going to seem as if I'm unprofessional. But if I put this other one, they're going to say, oh, look at this kind of, little more elegant. And I don't do it with my picture on it. I guess I could. People go, oh, that's that guy. But people know. A lot of people who I'm going to drop the card off with are going to know who I am. Because I've been bartending here 14 years. I know almost all the realtors. Well, this is it. Not it, it, it. But this is the beginning of the week. I'll be able to do a show tomorrow. Today is 394. We'll probably get up to 98. Next week, we'll probably... Uh, what's today? Twenty first, probably in the beginning of either March second or March third. We're going to do episode four hundred, and hopefully, I'll be able to do that 
live someplace. I'm going to try to do one tomorrow from the Catch restaurant. And I keep on saying that. I'll set it up. I'll do a show and then I'll set up for a, a live show. I'd like to thank you for listening. Please share this episode with your family and friends or people. If you don't like the show, share it with people you don't like. Uh, like us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Leave us a review. And if you have any questions, please send them to jim at keysbartender.com. That's jim at keysbartender.com. Thank you for listening. Now I'm going to sign off. Talk to you later. Bye.